Welcome to the Intentional Parents Podcast. Intentional exists to help parents in their God-given task to raise passionate Jesus followers. We exist to bring hope, help, and healing to families. Each week, we will talk about anything from parenting, marriage, lifestyle, and what it looks like to follow Jesus in our time. Intentional is made up of Phil and Diane Comer and Brooke and Elizabeth Moser. I am Brooke, and the funny thing is, we are all family. Elizabeth is Phil and Diane's daughter, so we're a family figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. All right, welcome back to the Intentional Parents Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for rating the podcast and leaving comments. So helpful. If you haven't had a chance to do that, would you please, uh, just for us, would you do that? That would be so helpful. It really does help us know how to continue to serve you all well and helps us in this whole process of getting the word out. Um, as promised, we are part two. We started a marriage question, a handful of marriage questions last week, and we did our best to get through them, but they were so good. Your questions were so good and so rich that we actually decided to do a two-part. So today we're going to start with the second half of that conversation. So let's get into it. Okay, let's do, uh, we have we have two more questions and these two uh, are regarding husbands, but again, obviously spouses and kids. But uh, the next question is um, from a husband and he said, uh, as a husband, one of the hardest things I'm continually struggling with is encouraging my wife and being as supportive as possible as she takes on most of the work of being at home with th- uh, kids three days a week while he is working. Their ages make things challenging. Yep, I can agree with that. (laughs) And I'm consistently feeling this guilt that I'm not helping her enough or there's more I need to do to make it easier on her. How as a husband, do you keep your wife encouraged? And also, how do I set her up to have successful days at home? Uh, Can I just first of all say the heart of that is beautiful. Like you're wanting to help your wife Mm -hmm. and just let her know that you submitted that question because I think that will even yeah. help speak to like, hey, this is my heart. And it doesn't always maybe come out this way, but here's the de- the true desire. But I would also just maybe give another uh, clear c- clear perspective and maybe squash a little bit, I- bit of idealism. There are just stages where things do not come together, no matter how planned, no matter how mm-hmm. consistent, godly, uh, prepared, y- your world can sometimes be so out of your control that you don't get to always pick. And so maybe just have permission in your mind to know that maybe you're in a season that's less in in less control than you'd hope or want. And, but there's moments like that in our life. I know we're experiencing that Mm -hmm. now. It's like things that we plan day to day. We used to plan week to week or even month to month, but right now it's like, okay, this season. Yeah. (laughs) Literally that is not an exaggeration. So um, maybe just have permission for your expectation. I think expectations can squash relationships, putting pressure on yourself and guilt in a way. And I, I, I actually tell Elizabeth this often, like I live in that space because I see how much it takes from her. And there's some things I can do to help with that load. And some of it is just the stage that we're in mm-hmm. that we both have to just get through. And I know that that attitude, get through attitude is not what I mean to communicate, but more like it's just- It's not a space it, you want to live in all the time, yeah, but sometimes time. there are seasons for it. Yeah, there's seasons. That but I think- don't forget the power of just acknowledging that you see your wife, even if there isn't anything practically you can do during those three days a week, it sounds like. Um, 
like if there isn't actual practical help you can give, like just acknowledging to her that you see that her load is really heavy and that you see her, you're super grateful for her and actively encouraging and pointing out the things that you see her doing really well. Like that is more powerful than you even realize. And I know it might not feel like enough, but sometimes that is really the only practical thing that you can do. But then I also think like we talk a lot about and we're learning like agreed upon expectations. <laughs> we're using that phrase a lot. Agreed upon. Agreed that's upon. The, that's a good word. So like <laughs> essentially talking together and looking at the structure of your week, like when you're, when you're in a time that it feels like is super draining and exhausting, which I feel like every parent feels like, wait, that's me all the time. Yeah. But especially when your kids are young. Or when you have like split ages, some are older, some are young. Um, maybe I'm speaking from experience because that is our reality. I was going to say, can we talk? <laughs> can we tell the quick story really fast of the the trim painting the trim at our house? I think that's oh, a great example of agreed upon expectations. <laughs> are you okay with sharing this? Sure, go for it. I, I'll I'll blunder my way through it. So we're like I've mentioned in a very crazy time in our home in crisis kind of state. And we'll share more at another time, but uh, we're okay. But things have been very, very challenging. And uh, it's just not the time, in my opinion, <laughs> to maybe take on a project like let's paint all the trim in our house when it totally needs it for sure. And I love clean things. We're both tidy. Elizabeth needs a different level of tidiness mm -hmm. than I do. And and one of the ways I practically help in the sense, uh, to, to answer this husband's question, one of the ways that I help is learning, okay, what's her love language? Well, unfortunately, and I say this unfortunately, <laughs> is, is her, her love language is acts of service. So mm -hmm. nothing is sexier to her than when I'm like, let's organize the garage. Like, <laughs> just like, whoa, like the romance is just going crazy. She said that to me. She's like, that's so sexy. And I was like, this is really disturbing that you're connecting these two things. This is my trauma. And you're saying this is sexy. I don't think I don't like that. Anyway, um, so she loves that. So I'm always like thinking, okay, how can I pick up the house? How can I do these things? Because I know it really does help. I benefit somewhat, but I know it's even more beneficial for her. Well, the trim was getting out of control and it was like, we had a dog now. And, and so she's like, well, in this season when we have no extra space and time, I think I'm going to paint the trim. And so she mentioned- Okay, in my defense, <laughs> we've been putting it off for a long time. Yes, and I have. every day have been like, just and don't notice it. it. Don't notice it. Just close my eyes and don't notice it. And, and I kind of reached the point that I couldn't handle it anymore. Yes, that's And so true. I said, I, if I don't do it now before we start school, it's never going to happen. And so I just need to get it done because I can't, I can't stand it anymore. So I had grown. Elizabeth, can I just interrupt this and apologize to you <laughs> passing my own phobias onto yep. you? I just, That's yep. where you got it. Generational yes. sin, people. It's a real thing. <laughs> well, anyway, the, to, to sum up the story, essentially, she decides, hey, can we do this project? And I was like, sure, you can do that project. But I have like really no space to do that right now during this season of life. And with work and everything else, I was like, I don't know if I have space. So she had worked it out and we agreed that she was going to do it and that she wanted to do the project and, and that she was going to fit it in. And so I, in my mind, as a man, I'm like, cool, you have the project. I'll free you up when you need, when I can, you got the project good to go. So she's like doing that. And, <laughs> and then I started actually painting then it. Then she started painting it <laughs> and then she started <laughs> getting really mad that I wasn't being more thoughtful about watching her do it 
or like when I'm watching the kids and thinking, why aren't you helping me? A decent person would at least would offer. offer to help <laughs> and would at least like get on their hands and knees and help take the paint off or the, the tape off the wall. And I'm like, but wait a minute. We, I didn't agree to do this project with you. We literally agreed that you were going to do it and I was going to do this. And so I was, I remember being blindsided like, wait, so I'm being, now I'm in trouble for the fact that I wasn't being more thoughtful about something I already thought I agreed not to do. <laughs> and so anyway. So that's an example of failed agreed upon expectation. Yeah, but it's important. Yeah, no, but I mean, we learned a lot through that. Like mm -hmm. I've learned like, yeah, I have a tendency to maybe not be as thoughtful as I would wish I was. <laughs> and you taught me a great life lesson about being thoughtful of people. But I think, yeah, I think that's a great point of like having a moment to where you agree upon what you guys actually need and that both parties are clear. And I think in that story, I know that was kind of our blunder at the same time, I think, we, that was that wasn't even as clear like we you mm -hmm. you had a different set of even expectations than i well i think my expectations i wasn't expecting you to help but then i got into the project and it was way more time consuming and way harder than i thought it was going to be yeah story of my life um and then i feel like then my expectations changed and i didn't communicate them to you because yeah. i realized oh i think i might actually need some help to get this done and what i should have done is come back to you and say hey this is i've bit off more than i can chew but now i'm in it could we find a time? I know you don't want to do this, but is there a time when you could give me a little bit of help or can we hire somebody to help me? Or instead, I was just mad that you didn't offer because you saw how hard I was working. <laughs> um, so we needed to revisit our expectations. But I think sitting down together and saying like, hey, this is the stage we're in. And both of you talking about what you need to be able to do the best you can to not just survive, but actually be a healthy human yeah. in um, in the reality of what your stage is in, not with idealism and what you want to see five years from now, but like with, with working in the confines of what your stage is, what do you need to be able to survive? What's your bare minimum? What's your ideal? Like just have a conversation about it. I think that will enable you to even know, like, what does my wife actually need during those three days? And is it something that maybe I can provide or can I be helping support her on the other days that I am there to help that set her up for those three days, which then releases you like I just hear from the question like that there's some guilt there of like, I should I should be helping her more or something like that. And so I think like having the right mindset of like you are helping the family by working on those days. And I think like just having open dialogue about that. I think so often we get gummed up because we don't talk about yeah. stuff or actually ask, what does my wife act like? Ask her, what do you need on those days? Yeah. What would be helpful? Well, it, it's so funny. You're saying this, you know, there's a lot of expectation and guilt. My therapist says, stop shooting yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I should do this. I should be this. I should mm -hmm. like, it doesn't help. Like mm -mm. stop shooting yourself. And I think you have to say that very clearly so it doesn't get mis under misinterpreted. But uh, that's one thing. But, you know, at Intentional, one of the things we're all about is biblical hope and practical help. And something that might be just a pr on the practical help end that I know we've tried before and I know we're going to implement soon again is each day a week giving each other a full day off. So we're going to do this again. But basically the idea that we have our family times, but there's moments where your wife just needs like to step away completely. And you mm -hmm. say, today is your day off, meaning that you literally don't have any responsibilities. I've got the kids for the day. And of course that like falls, it's a more work for that day. But mm -hmm. how we kind of rectify that for us is then I get a day off too. Mm -hmm. So then we switch. Or and that half helps. a day. I don't think we've ever done a whole day 
back to like back to maybe back I'm just for both of us subconsciously trying to push that into the podcast <laughs> that would be great but uh, we have done we have done like one of your days off a week we've done like I get half the day you get the other half of the yeah. day yeah we've done that before mm-hmm. and I think just getting creative that's a practical help part of like mm-hmm. just try different stuff like that like if she's exhausted let each other sleep in something that baffles me continually is we have friends that we'll talk to and they're just they they you see them and they're just both look like they're almost dead and it's because of the stage of life they're in with their kids. And that's understandable, but we're also like, there's also something to be said about, you don't have to do everything together all the time. Like it is good to have a moment or a break or to relieve your spouse. So that meaning like if you're both really tired and the kids didn't sleep well, let like take turns taking a nap throughout the day. Like, mm-hmm. I, and, and I'm telling you, like, I cannot, I'm so surprised when I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I mean, we just kind of like, don't do that. Cause we kind of like, like we both have share. to be on duty. We have to be time. on duty. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, if, if that was our life, I would die. Like I, I would, <laughs> I mean, like you have to give each other some space for just, you know, humanity. So anyway, uh, just hopefully to help with this question, like try some different things, get creative. Uh, it seems like First Peter 3 seems to be the chapter for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But down in verse 7, so this is a husband saying, how can I help my wife? Yeah. You know, I feel guilty. And I mean, the first thing I'd say is examine the guilt. I mean, mm-hmm. it, if it's real, yeah. you know, like you're feeling guilty because she's exhausted and, and sounds like she's working at least part time and he's working as yeah. well. Um, and if he's feeling guilty because he's watching Netflix and she's putting the kids to bed, then he should feel guilty. Yeah. Okay. But if it's, if it's false guilt, if it's the, I should, I should, then he needs to step back and bring it before the Lord. But first Peter three, seven says, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way. And I think he needs, Mm. this sounds like he, he wants to understand Mm -hmm. uh, how he can better serve his wife. And I think we need to remind the guys that Ephesians five tells the husbands that we represent, you know the the you know this is beautiful picture in Ephesians five where as yeah. as wives uh, willingly uh, submit to their husbands they're they're representative of the church uh, submitting to Christ and then the husband is to is the Christ figure in the home as he lays down his life for his wife mm. which means you know I have there is a time when I have to not be self-centered and leave my job quote behind yeah. and come home to serve the family mm-hmm. yeah. and so um if he doesn't know exactly what she needs then ask her what she needs yes. and if he's anything like me and and most guys uh <laughs> we're selfish and thinking about us all the time and what we yeah. want. And, yep. you know, I wish my wife would cook my favorite meal or whatever instead of thinking about them. And so, uh, you know, Diana and I have been married 43 years and I'm, I just have a long ways to go in learning how to find out what my wife needs. So I think, I think we need, uh, people in our lives that help us with this. Yes. Uh, a lot of people say I have a spiritual director or a mentor. Personally, I don't, I don't think any one person should be your, your mentor. I think we need multiple mentors because nobody yeah. has it all together except Jesus. But yes. one that is one of mine uh, that speaks into me. Uh, not too long ago, I was, you know, asking how I, because Diana and I work together in intentional as well as we're in love with each other and we're married a couple and I, and that's something we have to navigate. And I was asking him, we go at completely different paces. Yes. How can I yeah. help her? And he said something that I want to share her that might be helpful. So Diane is a writer, so she's a creative mm-hmm. and she needs lots of space, moves at a slow pace because that's when God feeds her all this wisdom that she then puts into words. And he just gave me some practical stuff. He said, 
and I don't do this often enough, so I'll confess my sin. I should do this regularly, like every week yeah. with her, but I don't. Yeah. She said, ask her, are you having enough time and space to be creative? And if she says yes, that's my sign that she's doing well. And if she's not, then he said, then she's on reserve. He says, he says, when you're driving <laughs> in your car, the light comes on. Some guys go, okay, I still got 20 miles. You know, it's on reserve, but yeah. we can keep going. Yeah. And, and you can keep going, but you don't want to push it. Because if you push it, you're going to yeah. run out of gas. So, so he said, ask her, are you getting close to reserve? Oh, that's and good. And if she says, yes, I'm getting close to reserve. Or on the other hand, or are you feeling energy? And if mm. she's not feeling energy, then you need to help her get back to the place where she's healthy. And if she's close to reserve, then that's when you need to step in and do whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I would just mm. pass that on. That is really helpful. And one of the ways that Phil has consistently done that for me is I have a tendency towards rather rigid thinking, and I'm an idealist. And so I live with I shoulds and all the lists <laughs> that go with them. And often Phil will very gently and sometimes with a sense of humor come in and blow up my list and just <laughs> let me know I can't do it all. He doesn't like who I am when I try to do it all. <laughs> Selfish reasons. This there. never happens. <laughs> and and just say you don't have to. How about if I pick up burgers yeah. tonight? I mean, that just shaved two hours of work off of my day. I didn't oh, have to yeah, start yeah. and fix and prepare and clean up dinner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just so practical because in my mind, I should fix dinner every night. My mother fixed dinner every night oh my gosh. without fail. What a burden. And so I live <laughs> into, and he just kind of lifts some of those things from me because he thinks outside the box. And I think yeah. very rigidly inside of a box mm -hmm. of shoulds. This husband may very well just find that his wife just needs a little bit of help relieving the pressure off of herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That this is a stage of life where you're not going to fix dinner every night. Your laundry's rarely going to be caught up. You're going to be emptying the dishwasher as you're setting the table. I mean, this is just that stage yes. of life where you don't have it all together. Yeah. I am not in that stage of life anymore, and I no longer have the excuse <laughs> that, I'm too, that I'm too busy. And still, Phil still takes the pressure off of me when he sees my me driving myself to go at a pace that is not sustainable, yeah. let alone well-suited for me as a as a woman. Oh, I love that. That was a, I love the practical insight on both of the answers to that question. And uh, just one more, we're going to wrap up with this. This is going to be a pretty quick one. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, final question today. How do you come together better as husband and wife on parenting? I'll hear an idea and read books and listen. This is from a wife, by the way. Uh, she'll read books, listen to podcasts. I think this one is what she's referring to. Uh, but my husband doesn't like those things. So I feel like I'm telling him how I think we should parent instead of, you know, it being something we come together in. We have a great relationship. I just want to improve in this area. She says, thanks so much. So yeah, a couple quick thoughts on this before we wrap up today. Both mom and I are like, Nodding our heads. Yes, yes, we do the same thing. We do the same thing. But here's the deal. I'm the reader, learner. I mean, if you look at the what really um, fuels my fire, um, fills my bucket, mm -hmm. it's reading, it's research, it's listening to podcasts, it's learning stuff. 
And I have a love of being able to pass that down in a Reader's Digest form, sort of, you know, I, yeah. I paraphrase it all and pass it on to Phil because I know that he he loves this stuff too, but he's not going to take the time that I will take. It isn't life-giving to him to crack open a book and take notes yeah, while he's just, doing it. Yeah. And so this is where the whole um, helper, easer, you know, the word yeah. in Genesis for helpmate is not is not like assistant, like you said, mm -hmm. Elizabeth, it's not, it's not carrying the, the tools. tools. Yeah. It's being who she is and benefiting him. So my yeah. view of it is I'm the reader. I'm the student reader. He feels the practical guy. He can take all my theory and he can turn it into real life. So I pass it on to him. He does his thing with it. And mm. it ends up being beautiful reality in our homes and our lives because we're doing it together. Yes. And I yeah. think the key thing you just said there is you share it with him. You said you pass it on to him. But I think we have to be careful. And I know like this is a tendency for me to all learn about it and all decide we should implement it. I'll start doing it. And then I'm angry or resentful that Brooke isn't also doing it. But I haven't necessarily <laughs> taken the time to slow down enough to bring him into it, to tell him what I'm thinking, to let him speak into it. He's laughing over here. Stop <laughs> I'm it. Laughing, <laughs> um, so I think the key is, yes, go listen to the podcast, read the books, invite your husband into it. Like, don't don't not give him the option. Be like, hey, listen to this really great thing. Or oftentimes with Brooke and I, because we're we're both readers yeah, to some say, degree it's a little bit different for but, us in that but we sense. but we enjoy different topics we enjoy different things but we both we both inform each other on different things because i'm ingesting i'm like diane in that space i love learning ingesting i love mm -hmm. all of that but it is different than you and so mm -hmm. they're, they're usually different topics so to be like hey i listened to this podcast it was really good you don't need to listen to the whole thing but i would love it if you listen to these five minutes i think you'd find them super helpful yeah if he agrees to do that have him listen to the five minutes and then say hey can we spend 10 minutes talking about it mm -hmm. but i think especially when you're raising kids especially when they're little and we're fumbling our way through this of finding an agreed upon time to talk about it when you know he's going to be able to listen and be invested because i think so often like life is moving so fast we have little time to connect we're trying to share it just quickly as we're going, hey, I listened to this thing. I want to try this with our daughter. Let's do it right now. And I think like carving out the time, a 10-minute conversation. Hey, I listened to this today. I'm reading about this. I want to try this. Like, are you down with us trying this? Here's what it would look like. Like having a time to be able to connect upon it, uh, connect about it so that you're actually on the same page is really important. And if you, and just maybe to help parents see, like even this week, we've had like, I'm not like super happy about it, but we've had to go like, okay, well, what we need to be able to connect. And so we're like, okay, well, it looks like we're going to be turning on the TV for the kids or at least the little ones so that we have 15 minutes because them watching something for 15 minutes and us being able to connect for that 15 minutes, actually it's, it's incredibly important. So, I mean, just to give yourself permission, we we've gone to that level mm -hmm. and we don't like that's against our ideals and we've had to just mm -hmm. go, Yep, that's definitely, we have to accept that's the stage of life that we're in. And if we want to connect while all the kids are awake, why we still have energy sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes it looks like that. So mm -hmm. so two quick tips that I have learned over the years of being married to a very strong leader type of man is that coming up, coming to him with this new thing I want to do, like you said, Elizabeth, are two things. One is in First Peter 3 again, um, and, and that you, they may be won over. 
And I yeah. think of the old-fashioned word that I think my grandmother used to use was winsome. Yeah. And it's the idea word. of you win somebody over. A winsome person is, you know, Proverbs talk so much about winsomeness, not using that word. Um, and there's an old uh, saying that, you know, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, which I never understood that, but my grandma would say it. And the idea of sweetness of speech, it says in Proverbs, increases persuasiveness. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So one of the ways that I do that with my very strong leader husband and raising two very strong leader sons who don't take um, bossiness <laughs> and, and strong easily. leader daughters. Are you joking? A, a strong daughter. <laughs> we need to get Steve on the is, podcast. We'll have some conversations. It's a phrase that works magnificently for us what would you think about? <laughs> and then you go on with the question instead of, hey, I want to do this. And so are you are you cool with this? Usually the answer will be uh, hesitant. But if I say, what would you think about if we tried yeah. is a winsome way yeah, yeah, yeah. of a way less threatening and confrontational and bossy yeah. than almost demanding that you live up to my ideal. Yeah. And Nine times out of 10, the answer is, yeah, I, I, I think we could do that, but with some adjustments to the way I, yeah. I want to do it Yeah, because I'm a little bit too ideal and a little bit too rigid. Yeah. And so Phil will say, we'll be on board for it on, if we do it in a little bit more of a relaxed manner. Yeah. Yeah. That happens with us yeah, often. Yeah. That's a sort of appeal, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's but I think that's, yeah. but the Wednesday. thing that this, yeah. this gal said, which I think is important is you it said you have a great relationship. Yes. So the mm -hmm. fact that you have a great relationship should be a win for you in this, where you can literally, like you're not talking about the foundational desire. You're just talking about the way in which to get on the same page. And I think, that's been a really helpful thing. Phil, did you have one more thing to say? Oh, just, uh, you know, <laughs> I was laughing when you're saying what you just said, but I'm laughing because I'm thinking of, of John Mark when he was young. He would say, yeah. Dad. It would really mean a lot to me. Oh, if, Duke know. does that. Duke does he that. Got yeah. Every and, time he said that. You know, that's that's pretty a dad hat when you hear your kids say that. You have to at least think about it. I know. And so oh, I think Duke there's a way that. to be winsome and appeal <laughs> mm -hmm. both, you know. Uh, or to, manipulative. To, to, or, you know, yes, yes, it can turn and be manipulative, but there's a godly version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great that you shared that. Yeah. Hey, we're going to have the kids watch 15 or 20 minutes of of uh, you know a, a program show. right now because yeah. we need to connect you must connect as mother and father because yes. it, it you just mentioned being on the same page that there's so many parents who are not on the same page and mm -hmm. if you get on the same page and you you're gonna get off if you're not communicating yeah and so you remember the words of jesus a house divided against itself cannot stand yeah and so yeah. you know the evil one is going to try to divide you as husband and wife and get you at each other's throats instead of loving each other is going to try to harass and distress and yeah. disrupt your family. And so you need to have those moments where even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes where you can talk and yeah. and be with each other and and talk about some things that you need to address, you've got to make time for that. It's, it's critical. It's so important. Yeah. I want to say thank you to everybody for uh, submitting these questions. We have many more we're going to get to and we're excited for future podcasts, but that's going to take a, that's a wrap today. We're going to, we're going to stop there, but thank you for uh, listening and thank you for submitting all your questions. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, here's a few ways that you can partner with us in this ministry. First is to give. Intentional Parents is a nonprofit and we rely on the generous giving of our partners. So please head over to our website, intentionalparents.org slash give if you would like to become one of our partners through giving. Second is to share it. If this has at all been helpful to you, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, and those that you know would be blessed by it. Third is to follow us on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And lastly, if you would head over to iTunes, if you enjoyed today's episode and leave a review on iTunes, this helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families.